Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome in Believe at Benning LA, episode 17. Believe it or not, Chris, we are advancing very quickly here. We're going to talk some football. We're going to talk a little bit of the Dodgers as well. We're recording this Wednesday, October 9th, around 10, 15 p.m. The Dodgers were just recently eliminated by the Washington Nationals. Uh, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. But of course, we're going to give our weekly football picks for all four NFL teams, or excuse me, LA football teams this week. Uh, obviously, UCLA has a bye, but we'll talk about uh, the other three teams here as well. I'm your host, as always, Sam Maxwell. You can find me on Twitter at smaxwell713. I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Lewart. How are you doing this fine Wednesday evening, Chris? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, feeling a lot of camaraderie with my my Dodger kin as a as a Cubs fan. I know people would say recent history doesn't make that count, but for the first 33 years of my life, uh, I was very used to this. Except we weren't even in the playoffs, blowing games. We were uh, basement dwellers, blowing games. So uh, <laughs> at least you got to go to the party. We never even got to go. Yeah, I mean the Dodgers. You know, obviously three straight years. Uh, with the number one seed in the NL. They've made the playoffs every year since 2013. Of course, back-to-back World Series losses. So, tough break. The Dodgers had a 3-0 lead very early in this game tonight. They had a 3-1 lead uh, as late as the eighth inning when Clayton Kershaw, former ace Clayton Kershaw, gives a back-to-back solo home run to tie the game. And then Joe Kelly gives up a grand slam uh, in the tenth inning. So, Dodgers fall short here. I I hear what you're saying about your Cubs fandom. It's a little different, I think, uh, for the Dodgers since... Um, you know, they haven't won a World Series since 1988. They have not won one in my lifetime. I was born in 1990. Um, sure, a lot of people, my dad's age, et cetera, uh, remember those those two World Series teams uh, in the 80s. But uh, those are a long time ago. And, you know, after losing back-to-back World Series, especially the Game 7 two years ago to the Astros, you were thinking uh, maybe this would be the Dodgers' year. They won a franchise high. 106 games. But you always kind of felt like this team was a little bit of fool's gold. The bullpen, as we saw throughout this postseason, was not very good. The hitters, which were so patient throughout the season, they weren't just swinging and missing. They were hitting home runs, but also working the counts and getting on base a lot. They had a tremendous amount of strikeouts in this postseason. So tough luck to the Dodgers. They'll be back, I'm sure, next year. But an interesting team next year. You got you know $30 million uh, dedicated to Clayton Kershaw. A lot of guys starting to get a little bit older. Kenley Jansen, you know, a lot of their young talent that came up four to five years ago started to age out. Um, so a lot of great young players as well. I think there was five rookies on this NLDS roster. But you kind of feel like that that window may be tightening a little bit here. The Dodgers have uh, obviously very, very deep pockets. They draft really well. So they'll never be completely out of it. Uh, but it's very disappointing to see if you're a Dodgers fan. Yeah, I would say enjoy the fact that you were competitive. I mean, it feels like heartbreak. But let me tell you, it's it's much better to actually be invested in your baseball team than have it be over and done with, you know, mm-hmm. the first week in July. Uh, And I honestly don't think the Dodgers really need to change anything. I think management, I hope management is patient. You know, I've friends of mine have said, oh, we got to get rid of Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts isn't the problem. I'm pretty sure Dave Roberts is exactly who they want because he's the rah-rah guy. Players like him. (laughs) And he takes orders from the front office. And that's what everybody wants now. They want a guy that they can pay $750,000 to, not $6 million. That's why the Cubs got rid of Joe Madden. It's because they don't want to pay him $6 million. They want... David Ross to, to just relay the front office orders. And that's what Dave Roberts does. You guys are in the show. That's what you have to do in baseball is just get there. And it feels, I mean, the Houston Astros team was just unbelievable. I mean, that's just a tough break. 
Um, yeah. It's just bad luck. I mean, you're right. The bullpen was... You mean, you mean the Nationals? Because they, well, they would have lost the Astros in the World Series, I think. Yeah, I was talking the Astros in the, the World two, Series. Two years ago, okay. Yeah, two sure, years ago. Sure. Like, that was a hard Red Sox last year, too. Yeah. The Archers didn't get the breaks that you sometimes need. You played back-to-back the best teams in baseball. Yes, and historically... And it's tough. Mm-hmm. Historically great teams. Like the Astros, right. that right. Astros team is one of like the 12 best baseball teams ever. And that Red, Red Sox, Sox team too. was, I think, statistically the best baseball team ever. Right. Um, so it's just it's just bad, rotten luck. I wouldn't change a thing. Keep going. Keep getting to the show and, and things will happen. So uh, sit tight, Dodger fans. Um, it's kind of like college basketball. You know, the, yeah. the first step is just getting to the tournament every single year. There's always going to be weird stuff that happens. There's always going to be teams uh, that are eliminated too early. Um, this is just the Dodgers' year. You know, I remember talking to some friends uh, earlier before the series started, and I said, you know, Dodgers are clearly the better team, but there's at least a 30, 30 to 35% chance that they lose this series. This is baseball. The Nationals, believe it or not, actually have a better record than the Dodgers since May 23rd of the season. So they were very good for a very long time, had an excellent rotation, um, you know, an MVP caliber hitter in Anthony Rendon, just like the Dodgers had in Cody Ballinger. So it was a tough matchup, and we saw this go all the way to extra innings. These two teams played very evenly. Uh, I think... If there's one silver lining, the Dodgers losing earlier this uh, postseason means they're probably going to have better preseason betting odds, I think, for next year. I think they were 6-7-1 or seven to one coming into this season. They'll probably be right around there, but if you're a Dodger fan, a Dodger backer, a little bit of extra rest, and nope. of course, better betting odds, okay? So this is Believe in Betting LA, episode 17. It's the first time we've talked baseball in quite a while. We were definitely planning on talking about it uh, had they advanced this evening, but unfortunately, they do not. Now, we're on the Believe Podcast Network, and that's at B-L-E-A-V, Believe, Believe.com, and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. Once again, you can find me on Twitter at smaxwell 713 Chris is at Lou Mandingo Rock, and of course, Stag Capital is at Stag Cap. And you can find us wherever you choose to get your podcast from. That includes behemoths like iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. And of course, once again, you can find all the lovely and excellent podcasts for Believe Podcast Network at Believe.com. How did we do last week, Chris? Let's talk about that. And that was going to be uh, really a great week for both of us. I finally got the shine here. I went 4-1, leaving my total for the season at 15-14-1. You had another strong week here, 3-2. and two, Not quite a knock-it-out-of-the-park kind of week, but certainly a profitable week, 3-2. and two. You're at a scintillating 21-10-1. How does it feel, Chris? We're you know, close to halfway through the football season, believe it or not. you got a 21-10 and 10 record. How's it feel? And it's so three and two is basically exactly what I wanted. No, yeah, I would love to go five and zero, oh, right? But that doesn't happen. Real, what you want? Yeah, what, every week. Yeah, but what you want to do is go three and two, and then looking back at my bets, one of the ones I won was a plus one ninety six money line. Another one was a plus one fifty, right? In terms of overall units, you're up a lot more than just that. That's right. So it's nice when the ones you and sometimes you know at stag cap we'll go two and three. And you'll you'll look down, and you'll say, oh, wait, like I still made money. How did that? It's because we're get it's the value thing. We're getting our money down on great value. So even when we take it on the chin, when we hit below 50 percent, we can still come out. even. We can still come out a little bit ahead. So that's just another another punch in the in the the cords to tell you why you want to hunt for value so much, because when you hit those three and two or those two and three weeks, if you're betting value, you come out ahead. So just a, a workmanlike, to borrow a phrase you hear in sports all the time, a workmanlike weekend for me last week. <laughs> yeah, I just want to take a, a brief little victory lap there. My, my one loss was actually on the Chargers. I don't know how uh, we got so fooled by that team. I also lost the Survivor team uh, with the Chargers losing for the second consecutive year at home. 
uh, to the Denver Broncos. That was my only loss. My two best bets actually crushed. I took the under in that Nebraska-Northwestern game. That was a typical slugfest that we thought it would be. And then the Packers, I told you, plus three, plus three and a half. I love it. Money line, I take it as well. And the Packers come and win outright at Cowboy Stadium at Jerry World. And uh, we talked about this last week. Aaron Rodgers just tends to play really well in Dallas. And so I think he's now four in a lifetime at that stadium. Uh, something to watch for if they do play a postseason game, which it seems like they might. Let's move on. Let's talk about this week here, Chris. And we're talking college football week seven, I believe, in NFL. Moving on to week six. UCLA is on a bye, mercifully so. They lost again last week. They're now, what, one in five? So uh, I'm kind of surprised Chip Kelly has a job still. Um, I don't know what his buyout is, but I think that's coming down the, t- the pipe at some point uh, this season. SC is coming off of their bye. They're three and two. They're taking on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish four and one. This is Saturday uh, at Notre Dame Stadium there. Uh, SC's coming off a bye, like I said, but... Notre Dame's essentially coming off a bye. They smashed Bowling Green 52 to nothing last week. Start up off, Chris, with your thoughts. What do you think about this game? So as a, I'm actually a Notre Dame fan. So when you grow up uh, outside of Chicago, and you certainly don't, uh, I'm closer, I grew up closer to South Bend, Indiana, than I did to Champaign, Illinois. Uh, and Northwestern at that time basically didn't have a football program to even speak of. So uh, you tend to cheer for, for the Irish at that point. So I followed them for a long time. Uh, rivalry game, I think, as everybody knows, they play every year. They played every year for a million years. Uh, what's the what was the story? Is that once upon a time, I think some, Newt, Newt Rockney, right? He's the coach that wanted to come practice on the West Coast because it was it was too cold or something like that. I think that's it how was, it started. It, it was it was yeah, it was along those lines. Like a, a chancellor's wife or something thought it would be a great idea to go play a football game in California. Um, you know, late late in the fall. Uh, Don't so blame him, baby. It's beautiful out here. That's right. And uh, there was no, I don't think they were getting on uh, planes then. I think they were jumping on trains and taking a three-day train ride. But um, a historical matchup, uh, one that I remember fondly growing up. Uh, I'll never forget uh, the Bush push as I watched uh, that game with about 27 USC fans, uh, me being the only guy cheering for the Irish. But I thought that was an all-time great uh, college football game. I think Notre Dame is definitely the better team. I think they looked really good. I think they probably played Georgia as tough as Georgia will be played all year. Um, They've been strong the past few years. Um, I think this is a team that's poised to really put it on SC. That said, the fan in me gets really nervous in these games, like games that Notre Dame should clearly win. They tend to come out slow and they come to come out a little down. And I can already see Brian Kelly turning into a raspberry screaming at Ian Book <laughs> because he's, you know, dropping a snap or something like that. So uh, I think Notre Dame is the is the better team. I think it's going to be a tough trip for USC. It could be a little colder in Indiana this time of year. Um, Notre Dame loves to grow that grass long uh, to slow down the speed of SC. But True to form, I think uh, Notre Dame will be a little sleepwalking after uh, beating up on Bowling Green so bad. So my bet for this game is look at SC in the first quarter money line. I see them at plus 198 right now. I can definitely see Notre Dame coughing up a turnover. SC getting a touchdown early or getting a field goal early uh, and, and squeaking out of that first quarter with the lead. Right, right. Before we move on and give my thoughts here, I just want to give a shout out to Newt Rockney. Did you know he was actually born... In Norway, before emigrating to Chicago, his career coaching record, 105, 12, and five ties. It's 105 wins, 12 losses, five ties. Three-time national champion. Uh, what a stud. You know, I, I haven't confirmed whether or not he started that 
uh, tradition coming out to play SC. I'm pretty sure he was the one, but man, some of those records back then, it's just crazy. It's so, incredible. Yeah. Who knew? You, you learn not just betting advice here on Believe in Betting LA, but some trivial college football facts as well. Uh, I bet no one at the bar will know that Newt Rockney is actually from Norway. So uh, yep. interesting facts. And I've got, I've got Sam, after your pick, uh, I'll tell you a true story about Rudy Rudiger's. Just tell it right now. Tell it right now. Oh, okay. So my football coach, one of my football coaches in high school, played with Rudy. Uh, he was actually an All-American defensive player, a guy by the name of Scott Zetek, Z-E-T-T-E-K, if anybody wants to look him up. Tremendous player. Would have played in the NFL for many years if he didn't have bum knees. But So he tells me the story about Rudy. He says, Rudy was an absolute jerk. The guy went 120 miles an hour all the time. You know, guys were injured at practice and he's diving at legs. He's trying to go over the top. He's just he's just crazy. He's not taking anything into account. So famously in the movie, uh, he sacks the quarterback. I think it was a Penn State and they pick him up and they, you know, they, they take him off the field and he's cheering and everybody's cheering for Rudy. The truth to that story is that Rudy actually got knocked out cold when he sacked the quarterback. So he was unconscious, and the reason the players carried him Make off the field, <laughs> because he was out, not because they were huge Rudy Rudiger's fans. Uh, Coach Zedek also mentioned that if the players went in and gave Aaron Parsegian their jerseys and said they weren't going to play unless Rudy played, he would have kicked every single one of them off the team <laughs> and gone gone into the game with eight players if he had to. So. A uh, little, little true history for you. Wait, so that the movie, the Hollywood movie, is is inaccurate. That's what yeah. you're Can you me? believe it? Can you believe that Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood, did something up? <laughs> All right. Well, that that's a fun story. Thanks for sharing. Um, my thoughts here are going to align very similar to you. You know, for this one, it really comes down to I think SC is going to come out extremely motivated to save Coach Halpin's job. I don't think that he's going to be fired after this game, but I do think that if he loses this game, uh, it's officially over. There's no chance of saving his job at that point. It'd be three and three. Obviously, UCLA is not going to give them an opportunity for a big win this year. Um, this won't affect their conference record at all, but I, I do really feel like he has to win this game to save his job. And even if he wins, let's be honest, he's probably on, on his way out anyways. So I do think SC comes out hot here. It's not going to be easy to sustain that, however, throughout the game. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised this line isn't higher. Ten and a half seems kind of low to me. Notre Dame's won three out of four in the series, including the last two in South Bend. And so I do think SC comes out, they fight hard. Uh, but again, there's a lot of film now on the quarterbacks for SC. I think Matt Fink will be back in this game, although I did not hear if Keaton Slovis is, is coming back or not. I should probably look that up here. Uh, but I do like Notre Dame here, minus 10.5. I think they're a very complete team. Um, you know, as you mentioned, I, I don't love this Notre Dame team, but they did go out and they impressed me when they beat Virginia two weeks ago at home by 15, I believe. This Notre Dame team is it's a very typical Notre Dame team. They're you know a fringe top ten team. I think they're a bit overrated, but I do think they, they take care of business here at home against a struggling three and two USC team. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about our best bets of the week here. Let's start it off with yours, Chris. So my best bet for college. This one's coming out of nowhere, but the Northern Illinois Huskies at Ohio. Northern Illinois plus three half at minus 108. I think that should be closer to minus 115, minus 120. That's where I think that is going to end up. So get your money in good if you can on an obscure Maction game that everybody's going to enjoy, I know. We're going to get real Maction coming up here in in a matter of weeks here. And um, I do apologize. Keaton Slovis is actually starting on Saturday. uh, So the Trojans are getting back their 
backup starter quarterback, whatever you want to call it. So I do think that actually helps um, SC a bit in this game. It's a little bit, you know, I, I think he's a more polished quarterback than Matt Fink. He's just kind of throwing it up there, lobbing it up. We, we obviously, we, we saw success against Utah, but uh, it doesn't always work out. And then we saw that against Washington. Slovis is a good quarterback. First game back, though, he's still a true freshman. He's only got like three starts under his belt. I do still think that Notre Dame's going to take this one uh, and take it by more than 10.5 points. All right, so that was your best bet there. You like the Northern Illinois Huskies against the Ohio Bobcats. Mine is going to be a teaser. And after, oh, there guys, we go. I don't know if you guys uh, listened to a very special episode uh, last week where Professor Mike took us through Teaser 101 here. My teaser is going to be the LSU Tigers at minus seven. And the Virginia Cavaliers at plus eight and a half. So it's not exactly what Mike taught us, but um, you know he did teach us that you want to be on the sevens, you want to be on the threes. Those were uh, the, the very common margins of victories here. There are a couple reasons here. Number one, Virginia. I like them at plus eight and a half. It takes us past the three, takes us past the seven. They're on the road. They're taking on Miami. I think Miami is an extremely overrated team right now. They've pivoted back uh, to Nikosi Perry as their starting quarterback, who I think uh, is not very good. LSU is hosting another Florida team that's taking on. The Florida Gators will be a nighttime game uh, in Baton Rouge. I think they're going to come up absolutely fiery. 13 seems a little bit high. Seven seems like a no-doubt slam city bet for me. Uh, Joe Burrow is a 4-1 to Heisman contender right now. Who, who would have saw that coming a couple years ago when he left Ohio State because he couldn't beat out Dwayne Haskins? Uh, I like this teaser a lot. I'd feel comfortable putting several units on this one. LSU minus seven. Virginia plus eight and a half. And as we mentioned, Virginia's only loss this season, Chris, is that Lost at Notre Dame a couple weeks ago. They actually were very competitive in that game until Notre Dame kind of pulled away a little bit late. So let's move on. Let's talk about the NFL. But before we talk about the NFL, I want to give a shout out to a couple of our Believe Podcast Network colleagues. Uh, and that is the Los Angeles Football Network, LAFBnetwork.com. Ryan Dirude and Talon Graff are the hosts and operators there. They have their own LA football podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. They're going to talk about, uh, in a similar light, the four football teams that we talk about, but they're talking about it uh, not from a betting perspective. And so uh, that's a great website. You can you can go there. You can give all of our Believe Podcast football uh, or L.A. football-based podcasts a listen. They're up there. Uh, and and they, they produce some really good stuff. They have some great guests. They get some coaches on. They get some former players. Uh, and so I would definitely recommend checking out not just their podcast, but the website as well, lafootballnetwork.com. It's L-A-F-B Network. Com. So let's move on. Let's talk about the NFL here. A huge game. Speaking of LA football, uh, in the NFC West, Chris, we have the last undefeated team in the NFC, the second to last total. Obviously, the Patriots are still undefeated. Before no, San Francisco 49ers are taking on the 3-2 and two Rams. Not a lot of respect for this Niners team. The Rams are a three-point home favorite. The over-under is 50-and-a-half. This one's Sunday afternoon, 1.05 p.m. from the Coliseum. What are your thoughts on this one? Uh, I think you're right. I think the Niners are just flying under the radar. I, I'm not sure that they're a great team, but I think they're definitely a pretty good team. I, I always think that the way you can tell really good teams versus maybe pretenders is what do really good teams do to subpar teams. Uh, and that's something I think the Browns are. I think the Browns are a subpar <laughs> team. I mean, I, I, I think I said it on the podcast, but anybody that asked us before the season started what our, what our kind of season-long bets were, we always told them you can't get enough, enough money down on the Browns season unders. You can't get enough money down on the Bears season unders. So that said, I think the Niners are solid. I think they're a good team. The Rams, they haven't looked great. I don't know what happened to their defense. I, you know, I just can't, I just don't know what's going on. Todd Gurley doesn't play football. Sean McVay won't answer what, what's wrong with him. Like, can we just give him surgery already? Uh, what is wrong with Todd? What is wrong with Todd Gurley? 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're not, they're traveling, but they're not traveling far. Uh, they're not going to be tired because of a time zone thing. And uh, looking at these early prices, I really like the Niners first half money line at plus 145. And I'll love it if kind of the LA populist bias can push that to like a plus 150 or a plus 155. But I feel pretty strong that the Niners win this game outright. You know, I, I really like this Niners team. I, you know, it's only kind of a matter of time before this Kyle Shanahan coach team started winning games. They finally got a healthy Jimmy G. I think their defense is extraordinary. I mean, Nick Bosa uh, is playing absolutely lights out. However, I do think this is kind of a wake-up call for the Niners. I mean, let's be honest here. The 49ers haven't exactly played a murderer's row of opponents. They've been at Tampa, at Cincinnati, home against the Steelers, who I think Mason Rudolph was making his first start of the season. They had a bye, and then they played, as we mentioned, a very, very overrated Cleveland Browns team this last Monday. Not to mention, they're going to have one last day of rest, of course, when they played Monday night. The Rams played on a Sunday. Uh, sorry, they played on Thursday. So there, there's a there's a four four day difference in terms of rest here. Uh, there's a reason why the Rams are favored by three points here. I think on a neutral field with enough or, or equal rest for both teams, I think the Niners are probably favored by one, maybe two points, something like that. Um, so you know the bookmakers see the exact same thing that I'm seeing in that the Niners are up against it with this game here. I think this is a get right spot for the Rams. I think they know this is a huge huge game for them in division. They already have a loss, obviously. Uh, at Seattle, if they lose here, uh, they virtually have to win out to win the division or hope for a couple of those teams to really slide. So I think this is a really big game for the Rams. I think they're going to come up and play for this game here. I think they cover the minus three spread. Let's move on. Let's talk about the Chargers coming off of an absolutely disgusting loss at home to the winless, previously winless Denver Broncos. Uh, they get a really nice get right opportunity here. The one in four Pittsburgh Steelers with their third-string quarterback are coming to town. This one's a Sunday night game, uh, 5.20 p.m. from what park? Uh, what are we? Uh... Dignity Health Sports <laughs> Park, baby. Yeah. How could I of forget? Of course. How can you forget? The, the, the crown jewel of Carson. Chargers are six-and-a-half-point favorites over under a disgusting 41. Phillip Rivers looked totally off in that game last Sunday. Uh, but Devlin Hodges an undrafted rookie free agent from Samford is playing and starting for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mason Rudolph suffered probably the worst hit I've ever seen live of any quarterback uh, ever. And then they didn't even have the freaking card to take him off the field. I mean, an absolute disgrace, a despicable disgrace by the NFL. Apparently they had another card on the other side of the field. This dude's got his helmet is sawed off and he can barely stand. I mean, I, I just felt so terrible for him and just such a bad, bad look uh, for the NFL. But that is a big opportunity for the Chargers. They're taking on a third-string quarterback with no experience at all. Chargers, of course, are struggling with injuries as well. You can go down the line here. Nas Radley, Michael Batchley, Melvin Ingram, Justin Jackson, Casey Hayward, Hunter Henry, Denzel Perryman. Pouncey's now out for the year. I mean, you've got five Pro Bowl caliber players for the Chargers that are either not playing out for the season or not expected to play this week here. So the Chargers are dealing with all kinds of crazy injuries of their own here. I'm going to go ahead and just start us off here. Uh, I do think the Chargers cover this one six and a half, and that's more to do with the Steelers. Look, they're playing hard. They're, they're running a lot of gimmicky stuff here, uh, but they're down Mason Rudolph now. I thought he was looking pretty good. They are also down Jalen Samuels, who got a knee scope. He's going to be out for four weeks. I don't see this offense clicking at all. I do also like the under here, so I'm going to go ahead and double up here, taking the under, and I'm taking Chargers minus six and a half. And, you know, I'm going to go ahead and disregard what Mike said last week. I'm going to also double down on this and take the teaser here. It's essentially going to be Chargers money line and under 47 points here. So I'm going to do three different bets in this game here. Let's see how it works out. What are your thoughts? Sam, I think you're trying to make uh, make up ground on me on our on our season bets here, tripling up. Well, I'm only one game above 500. You're 11. 
Um, I first, I, I don't want to dance on his grave anymore. But can you believe Hunter Henry's hurt? Shocker that Hunter Henry's hey, hurt again. This week. There's an outside chance he plays. Yeah, good. He can get back just to get hurt again. Um, sorry, sorry, Hunter. I'm sure you're a great guy. Uh, this game is, yeah, this is. I can't believe NBC didn't do call in as many favors as they could. <laughs> yeah, to flex to flex out of this. I know they, you know, probably didn't think that the that the Steelers would be on their fifth string quarterback, but uh, this game is is not. I don't think is going to be much much to watch. Um, and looking at the prices, really nothing was off sides. I don't think this game is getting a lot of action at this point. Uh, so the only thing that seemed to be of even semi-value or might be valuable, depending on how and if it even moves, is the first half over, which was 21, what I found. And it was almost even money at minus 101. It was just the only thing that was priced right. I could see this game being like a 6 nothing final. Um, nobody's scoring anywhere. Everybody's injured everywhere. Just you know, just a bad, bad game. Um, or I'll be completely wrong, and there'll be 56 points scored. Um, <laughs> But I'll take the as, other, far, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, as as far as uh, as far as price goes, the first half over twenty one at minus one hundred one. If you can beat that, uh, jump in on it. Fair enough. All right, so we have a little bit of difference of opinion in that one. Let's move on. Talk best bets here. Why don't you lead us off, Chris? So my best bet is if you could find a worse game than Steelers Chargers, I found it. I'm going to get <laughs> as much money down on the Redskins Dolphins game oh, as I is, possibly can. Blood I mean, pass, baby. It's like the the potty bowl. Feel the and so this is where NBC screwed up. You gotta flex this game in, man. You gotta get Redskins Dolphins. So like, much appeal between yeah. Case Keenum and Josh Rosen. I mean, come uh, on, embrace it, embrace the stink, embrace By the, the way, play. The interim head coach for the Washington Redskins. Oh, it's uh, I can't think of his first name, but Callahan. Um, Callahan, baby. All yeah. right, very Former, nice. Uh, yeah, former former Raiders coach, offensive line coach, head coach for many years. He was yeah. an assistant at Wisconsin in the nineties. Been around a long time. Yeah, that's right. And it's, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. If I, I guess I'm not Dan Snyder, so what the heck do I know, right? But I wouldn't fire my coach of my terrible team, even though he was clearly looking to get fired. I'd make him sit there all year and, and earn the money I have to pay him yeah. by being Especially there. Especially when you're trying to games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, in this one, there's going to be all sorts of great stuff to bet. I'm so excited for it. I can't. I can barely contain myself. That's where all my focus is going to be early Sunday morning is looking at What's these the bets. Yes, to the bet. The one I have right now, Rosen over, it's a prop, Rosen over 205.5 pass yards at minus 114. That is my bet. I think there's going to be more. And check me out on Twitter because I am not one to post bets because I'm not a tout service. But I might make an exception for this incredible <laughs> maybe once in a lifetime matchup. Because people really, the public really wants action in this game. So they That's really, right. Really watch and sink their teeth in. All right, my best bet is going to be Cowboys minus seven. Sure, Sam Darnold is coming back. He's playing for the Jets. Uh, it's good to know that he's not going to die on the field. Uh, but what do we always talk about when players don't play in the preseason, which you've brought up many, many times with Mitch Trubisky and various other players, they tend to struggle week one, week two. Sam Darnold is basically playing his, you know, it's, it's essentially week two for him. His body's going to be extremely weak just because they deemed him available to play does not mean that he's going to be back at full speed. He's going to be weak. He's going to be slow. I do not see Sam Darnold coming out there and lighting up the scoreboard. He's coming back from mono, everybody, okay? That's only been about four or five weeks. He's not going to be the same guy that we saw uh, in week one or towards the end of last season. Uh, I do think this is a smash spot for the Cowboys. It is on the road, uh, but I do like the Cowboys here to cover a seven-point spread. The only thing 
uh, that I don't love about it, that I would lean on the Cowboys minus seven. So this is a relatively low total at 43. Um, so it is my best bet here. And the reason why is just because I don't really like this week very much in the NFL. There's not a lot that I love out there. Uh, but if given the choice, give me Cowboys minus seven here. Uh, and that's going to do it for us, Chris. Week seven of college football, week six of the NFL season. Dodger season ended this evening. We're recording this again Wednesday, October 9th. This was episode 17 of Believe in Betting LA. Any final thoughts? Chin up, Dodgers fans. It could be worse. <laughs> it could be worse. You could be a what, what, what kind of fan? Should be? I mean, you could be a Twins you fan. You, you could be a yeah. You lost could 17 be a, straight postseason games and yeah, uh, like nine be, straight against the Yankees. So yeah, there you, you go. could sure. be you could be a Miami Marlins fan. You could be a Mets fan. They, they've got multiple World Series in, in my life. Yeah, so, you could be that. That's true. The Marlins yeah. did it right there for a minute. Not so much. How about that? Yeah. You could be a Dolphins fan. You could be a Knicks fan. How'd you like to be a Knicks fan? Yeah, yeah, true. But there's got to be some UCLA Dodger fans out there that are just uh, they're not feeling great. Or, or even SC uh, Dodger fans, which is pretty much the entire city. So I digress. Thank you very much for all for listening for the Believe Podcast Network. For Chris Lewis, for Stag Capital, I'm Sam Axel. We'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.